0: Hey everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, that's Eric Martins, that's Josh Bennett. Together we are the Fantasy Golf Pod Cracking Beers. Are you guys... I was going to say, is it too early? It's only... it's not even 3 o'clock. It's never too early, Chad. Never too early for Mick Golden Light. Look at that shiny can from Jish Swish. Quag. Uh, oh. We're live... We're live a little earlier today than we normally are at our 4.20 start time. Um, Quagnus's wife has something to do, so we said, oh, well, we're all available to do it now. Let's just do it now. Welcome to the program. Like I said, we are Fantasy Golf Pod live on Wednesdays. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday for the best tournament of the year. Josh's favorite major. It is. Yes. <clears throat> we know uh, the Masters Week's next week, and that will involve a lot of content. But we're not doing anything differently. We're just going to be back live on Wednesday and do the same exact routine. So we're not going to try to give you more or change it up on you. It's going to be the same little routine that we've been doing where we'll go through our lineups. We're going to talk about the free squares. We're going to talk some ownership stuff. And we'll basically just give each other some shit about who our lineups are or what our lineups are. But we are actually going to host our own listener league tournament. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be a $20 contest mm. against 200 people, and the winner of that will win more than $1,000 thanks to the payout on DraftKings. But not only that, they'll be able to take home a T-shirt, a Fantasy Golf Pod T-shirt. We've I'm picking those up today, Quagness. I'm going to oh. send one up to Fargo so you'll get it before our next Wednesday's show, and you can rock wow. it live. We're all going to wear the same colored shirt. It's going to be cute. Cute. Love it. Uh this, like we said, is a B- uh, PGA DFS podcast. This is something we do uh, live out of the goodness of our hearts. We have a sponsorship. This, is, uh, this Noonan Golf Co. NoonanGolfCo.com, FGP, get you 10% off. But ultimately, we are do this uh, because we love golf. We're friends in real life. We do play DraftKings for low stakes. We're low stakes players. We have no shame in playing for a dollar. We find the joy in playing for fun. So do that yourself. Uh, join us each Wednesday. We'll talk to you guys all through the, you know, our favorite plays and the ownership, the free squares and Josh's model. That's kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. But do we win at PGA DFS, Quagness? Why is PGA DFS so hard to win? Oh, we've been saying this for years. It's roulette. But why? How come we how come these simulations and models and stuff can't just produce answers like they do in other sports?
1: I'll 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 quote Josh here. Golf is hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's a good quote.
1: Imagine predicting somebody's ability to get a ball 450
0: yards into the hole in three shots. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that we like PGA DFS not just because we're real players of golf and we can actually go out there and not. I mean, I don't have NFL f- a helmet or football equipment. Um, not exactly going out there playing for real NFL games or anything like that, but I can actually play golf. So we do like that for the fact that you can play golf. The best part about PGA DFS is that it's not solvable by the formulas, by the models. You can't simulate your way to winning on PGA DFS like you can in other sports, which is great. And it's actually something that we've noticed. We've been, you know, saying this for years, Eric But it's starting to come around. In fact, I heard a couple of expert DFS players, they're starting to realize that actually you can win being a regular guy at PGA DFS. You can actually produce a mega profit because these pro gamblers, they aren't able to project it and then therefore make 150 lineups and own you. Pro gamblers actually hate PGA DFS because of the fact that it's hard to predict. Whereas the real golfers, the girl, the beer gut brain players, the low stakes guys, we actually love PGA DFS because of that reason. Am I onto something here? I think you are. I like that a lot. Because I was listening to Degenerate 75. He had our friend Big T on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a YouTube channel, Degenerate 75. I like his stuff. I watch it a lot and I just, you know, stumbled across this interview he did. Mm. Big T, I've actually become a fan of his after watching the interview because he is someone that's more like us. Hmm. He actually likes sports and watches sports and plays sports. Can you get him to unblock me somehow? Uh, he did mention why he does block people on Twitter. He did? What did he yeah, say? Yeah, he talked about that. He said that if you're just negative and you're an asshole, he just blocks you because you're not contributing to anything. So you oh. must have just been negative one day and you're just like a troll so good job
2: uh, (laughs) yeah i can be negative sometimes i but uh yeah okay sure i guess that makes sense. so just
0: go back and watch that but you'll hear them talk about the fact that they've focused now more or less on fun when they're doing their DraftKings dfs pga they're like have fun (laughs) click who you like be your gut brain model it essentially so it was great to hear that from a couple of real experts i've been saying that golf is hard to predict since the beginning of time. I was actually watching a couple of our old pods Quagnus where yeah. we have said the same stuff now for years that the industry has now caught up to. Whereas back in the day when we were saying that they were like they only say that because they can't win. They have never won. So they must not know how to solve golf. So fuck those guys, those losers. When in reality everybody's now coming around to that way of thinking where it's stupid to actually bet on golf. Right? <clears throat> That's betting on golf is stupid for a lot of reasons, but I've got a couple for you. So when we're going into Masters Week next week, sorry not to get to the Valero right away, the names and the reasons, but uh, I wanted to give a little word of warning that betting outright has become a little bit of a stupid thing to do. Mm. This is the same way as it. Okay, here's what this all comes from: a couple of things I saw over the um, first weekend of March Madness. So you have these. Underdog teams upset the favorite like a Purdue would lose to the 16 seed, but that 16 seed is only being paid out 20 to 1. So, what the so then I've started to see that. Well, golf must be really good to bet on. Oh, golf's the greatest sport to do now because you can get 25 to 1 on a guy like Max Homa who will actually win. And if you predict the one seed to lose, you only get 20 to 1. But I wanted to hold your horses there for a second because I've been betting on the March Madness for a dozen years. I've been to Vegas for a few of the tournaments, held my bachelor party there. The the underdogs in the first round of the NCAA tournament, they used to be given real juicy odds. The money line numbers, you could make real small bets to get big returns. Okay, Quagnus. So you mm-hmm. used to be able to do this on a team like um, – I don't even know who beat Purdue – uh, FDU Ford, uh, fairly Dickinson university, 20 to one, whatever they are. They beat Purdue 10, 15 years ago. That would have been 60 to one. That would have been 50 to one. But because what happens now is the bet, the, uh, Vegas knows that these idiots, they all want to bet on the underdogs. They all want to have the upset. And then, so what they do is they put the, uh, Fairly Dickinson at 20 to 1, and everybody still bets it. And it's like seen as kind of a shitty bet, but actually, oh my gosh. Now compare that to golf. Golf is so good. Hmm. Hold on. We The FDU pick horrible, horrible odds to beat Purdue. The odds of them beating Purdue, it should probably be like 60 to 1. 20 to 1, horrible, terrible bet. 25 to 1 on any golfer, worse bet, even worse bet. The odds of that person winning is like, Insane, first of all. So the fair odds on a Max Homa to win any golf tournament at twenty five to one? Fuck that. He should be more like forty or fifty to one. So we're getting beat up, and we're getting beat up more than ever. This is like come to head a little bit where the NCAA tournament used to have a really good uh, odds on the underdogs because that was fun to do and you could get some good return. Oh, they just totally ruined that market. And what have they done? Everybody like the last couple of years, betting on outright golf, so sweet. You could bet a to one on a guy that actually could win, and you get a mega profit. Cam Champ at three M Open, this is amazing. Well, what's now happening is the odds for the golf tournaments has become like the first round of the NCAA tournament. You open up the DraftKings or the you know betting board each week, and you're just stunned that you're going to have to pay the prices you have to pay. The odds, they're—I don't know the math. I guess there's math behind it, but they're raking the hell out of every one of these outright golf betters, so i just wanted to give everyone a little word of warning before we get into because i was talking to someone this morning in my office it's like who'd you who do you have money on at the masters already and i'm like well i'm pretty much quitting golf betting because that's fucking stupid but i don't want to say that (laughs) because that's mean to say to people (laughs) but at the same time i'm like already kind of to the point where like uh none of the odds are any good so i'm not so i feel like this is it's been a, uh, a little bit of like the NCAA tournament where all of a sudden every single grandmother and every single mother and every single sister and aunt and everybody is betting the underdogs no matter who they are. So Vegas is like, well, why would we put good odds on these things or the accurate fair odds? They won't. So they're not doing it in golf outrights either. Maybe there's uh, Brian. We can talk to Kirshner next week when we have him on the podcast. He's a speaking uh, him. gambler. In the there's chat? a guy.
2: There's a guy with his name that said, hello,
0: my name is Brian. What's up? Hey, Brian, and welcome to the program. If you're new here, you hit the like and subscribe button. We're each uh, yeah. Wednesday live, cracking beers, chilling. Um, another reason, uh, in addition to the fact that the Vegas is laughing at us for betting these things at the numbers that they're putting out there, another reason why we don't want to bet on the tour is because they've taken the B-plus uh, 20 to 30 to 40 to 1 with the real win equity. They've taken those people, and they've removed them, and they've put them on a different tour. So they've actually – Taken what is a 20 to one guy or a 15 to one guy, made him down to nine to one, but he actually has a better chance of winning than he ever has. So it's fucking terrible all the way around. So what we need to do is we need to realize that DraftKings is actually a great place to take your gambling money and place it. We know that the experts can't predict this shit. They can't simulate their way to wins. We know that the outright market sucks. We are. Then going to take the money that we would have bet on outrights, boys. We're going to stop doing that until they give us better odds, or at least you know less rake and more fair odds. We're going to put it into the DraftKings market. I have uh, a revolution. <laughs> yes. Am I dumb or am I smart?
1: Oh, Josh and I have never bet. So
0: I've I've, uh, I've made one I made one golf bet. Well, okay. So, what I wanted to do is tell you that you should not even start doing that. However, I know it's the Masters and you got to do that. So, I've been thinking that the way to build your betting card is actually to do what our guy Sweet Spot DFS does with his DK lineup. And you actually take one from the top, like a 10, 9, 8, 7, 7, 6, and you do that same exact six man parlay or whatever, six man card with a 15 to 1 guy, 25 to 1 guy, 40 to 1, 40 to 1, 50 to 1, 100 to 1. And you have that as your card. Versus like trying to skip the top of the board and go because I used to do this a lot where I was like this 30, 40, 40, 50, 50. These all have the same odds, but to or chance to win essentially and I'm a little getting a little more money. That whole thing is gone. The two years ago when we were doing this with Joe Preferred Lines, all of this has changed with the fact that there's been an influx of casual humans downloading an app and throwing dollars in and they're like, Oh, I could win a hundred dollars with four off this 25 to one guy. Well, that guy's now 20 to one or 18 to one or 15 to one, what he was 30 to one three years ago. So I don't know. Granted (laughs) you could go to the head to head betting market, which I know is better market for you. It's not as juicy or fun. You can't get a hundred to one on a head to head, but you can maybe make a 55% ROI or whatever it is, ROI, <laughs> LOL. Yeah. So do we even, that's why it's like, stop, you gotta, you gotta like evaluate some of the stuff. Cause you, when you're in it and you're like buckled into the roller coaster, you don't see how it's going around or whatever, but like, cause you're in it and you're up and down, you're like, ah, oh, I'm going around the roller coaster. But if you're outside looking at it, like that does not look like fun. They're torturing those people. I don't know. Should we do should we talk about Valero? Are you guys have any opinions on on betting on golf?
1: Nope. I have zero opinion on betting on golf. It's always been fun to see your house bet, but I know you've retired, so
0: well, I might do a house for the masters in the house just to get the content on Twitter going and yeah kind of promote the pod. People love your house bet. They do.
1: And sometimes it triggers people, which is also fun to look you at. You know, you
2: should instead of the instead of calling it the house bet, you should just call it the house bit. Because that's what it is. It's a bit.
0: <laughs> <right>. Okay. <laughs> um, we were – maybe last year I think there was uh, – DraftKings had dropped the Masters pricing by this point on a Wednesday, the week of the Valero. Maybe they realized that everybody was like, oh, I'll just put my money into Masters and not play the Valero contests. And oh. so that may be why they're waiting for this thing to lock. I've been in DMs with DK Assist today. But <laughs> – uh, should be any minute. As soon as they – well, we'll be live on Wednesday. I don't know if we're going to do anything extra. Probably not. Maybe if we get bored this weekend, we'll crack a beer and chat. But There are
2: so many people that are going to be doing extra stuff. It might not yeah. even be worth it.
0: That's why I think we want to do Less Is More next Wednesday with BK yeah. live on yeah. with beers. So then come join us for that. So we should talk about the Valero Texas Open. It's in Texas. What? I guess the top price guy is Tyrell Hatton. Any interest in the TPG Quagness for the Valero Texas open? Are you worried about Hatton's hand? Worried about Hatton's hand
1: and I keep getting the top price name wrong. So I'm just, I gotta be off it here for a while. So no, I uh, did not click Tyrell Hatton at 10,000. Did you
0: start your lineup then for the GPP or for your league in the 10 K and above range, or did you go more balanced? I did start in the 10 cam using
1: Ricky Fowler. He's number one in my model. He's the one I wanted originally without looking
0: at anything. So I, I like it. I like what we get from him oh, here. Oh, um, have you heard that Ricky hasn't made it into the Masters field yet?
1: I did hear that. A lot of pressure, After, isn't it? I think too much
0: pressure, maybe. No.
1: No. You're not worried? When that used to be a, you used to send out tweets that had these exact type of scenarios in them as reasons to click. That doesn't me. mean I was smart in leading you to answers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the too
2: much pressure thing on Ricky. Uh, by the way, I also picked Ricky. If you were to oh, nice. ask me, he's my first guy too. Um, the pressure thing is funny. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's so much pressure to get into the Masters," but like. You tweeted that there are only nine people in this field that are playing next week in the Masters. So, how many people are in this field? 130? So, 120 people in this field are all in a very high pressure situation to get into the Masters. Ricky is not, he's not the only one playing with high pressure here. Like, it's when he, if Ricky's coming down the stretch and he's in third and he's lining up a birdie putt that can get him t1 or something that that will be the same pressure as anybody else in that exact same spot so i let like, saying saying you have to fade ricky or you're worried about ricky because of pressure you have to be worried about literally the entire field
0: if that's <laughs> your case <laughs> there's other people that we have to worry about in this 10k and above range uh not only hatton has a hand injury and I guess he didn't withdraw from the match play. He contended, or he played, versus the guy Hideki next to him. Hideki at ten five, hilariously overpriced, in my opinion, and someone that withdrew from the match play. So we can't play him, can we? Oh, that's right. He did withdraw.
2: No, he can't and play. And he is playing next week, so... that's a a weird choice just because i mean he's yeah he's got the injury he's the second highest priced dude so you kind of got a you got a salary issue there and like and he's playing next week so is he here for a tune-up is he here to win is he here just to see if he can play a few rounds because his injury like a lot of questions there for spending that much money well, and especially
0: since we know he's, like, prone to withdraw. Right. Yeah, exactly. What about then? Should we just skip the top names and go to the lowest price in the 10K range and take Corey Connors? Didn't he win this tournament once?
1: Did he? He, he did. It was, it was four years ago.
0: He Monday qualified into it. Oh, that was this one that he Monday qualified into. But he has had no top 10s. Look at that. That's kind of weird on DraftKings. You could sort – that or cuts or average or whatever, though. Do you think people factor in the fact that he has zero miscuts cuts or a zero yes. top tens?
2: There, there is a large segment of people that just play one lineup or one or two lineups on DraftKings. That when they scroll through this, the very first thing they look at are the fantasy points per game, and the second thing they look at is top tens. There, well, I, there is a large segment of people that play DraftKings. That that's how they pick their players.
0: I think that there's a large segment that just goes right to the DFS ownership projections. They <laughs> say that they're essential to their process or they're overall accurate and helpful. I love to capture this data at this moment in time to then reflect on it years from now when everybody goes and starts to realize... What did you vote because for? Right oh, now, you can't
2: vote because you did your own. You. Did I would have put
0: vote. usually useless or pointless. Probably. What
2: do you think I voted? Not a factor in my process. <laughs> well, I I actually voted the same that you would have voted the usually useless pointless, but I also don't factor it into
0: my process. People are triggered by thoughts, thinking thoughts about ownership, which is great because I think that's funny that. <laughs> Oh, Martins, we've come a long way since the beginning of time when we were thinking, why would ownership matter? And then we were told, oh, you got to do ownership. And then we were all in on ownership, snorting the ownership crack. And then all of a sudden, all of our friends who didn't factor ownership kept winning. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Hundreds of winning hundreds of of thousands of dollars. (laughs) That's
0: a. That, that was like the first question
2: you asked uh, our good friend, Joe, why? You're like, did you look into ownership? He's like, no, I don't care about that shit, right? Isn't he that played Web
0: Simpson at the one tournament. Web Simpson gets 35% at. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst play ever, according to the expert. <laughs> um, or you can go to our Discord channel and you can find this spreadsheet that I cr- – Create each week i take into consideration our friends at fan share sports you can get a membership there i don't know if our promo code is still useful <laughs> probably shouldn't be uh <laughs> but uh i do help i do use brick 75.com again this week i had little to no confidence in my projections i wasn't positive it's a weird field it's a weird pricing structure so i i was not as confident when I saw the brick75.com come out and he looked like it was a little different than mine. So I doubly factored his. I used mean fanshare you know, in there and we put it all together and we made an average. And the average spit out that $9,700 Siwoo Kim will be the most owned name. That's our guy. Oh. That's our guy Stewie's name. Oh, see, is like, the pick Siwoo? this week. Well, great. Siwoo is uh, going to be 22.6%. There's two other names over 20%. Hatton. I thought Hatton's arm was broken. Wow. He's
2: gonna be popular. it feels like he's probably just highly picked because if you look at all the names in the field and then compare it to his name, yeah, he's just like wildly better than everybody else. It's why everybody was playing Wyndham Clark last week at wherever Corralis. Yeah, his right, name it. was just better than ninety-nine percent of the rest of the day.
0: But no, but last Wednesday before Corralis, no one was like worried that Wyndham Clark's hand is broken. They were not. That's why I think that people would just must say, "Fuck it." If Tyrell Hatton's hand is healthy, he's going to kill these people. Right. So that's probably why they just if ignored that driving or, range session last week. Or most people just don't pay enough attention and have no clue that he has a hand injury. Right. That's true. I would say more. <laughs> I'd say more or less that is fact than anything else. Okay. So then you have the seven k range names. You have Nick Taylor and Andrew Putnam. You have Brendan Todd and Aaron Rye. Any interest in those 7K names? Because Nick Taylor, no thanks. It's 16.9. I like Andy Putnam, but are we going off for the last week's fluky 6K match play performance? I don't know why he's now up to, what is he, 16%. Brendan Todd, I'm not sure. BK, Betham. Everybody's touting Todd, but I'm not into Todd at 7,900. And then Aaron Rise there. What about those names? What about Bo, Bo Hostler? Ugh, he's over 10%. Ooh. I'm. I love the fact. I love when I open up ownership and I see the shit names. I don't want any of that. They're at the top. It's great. You guys like this? These that is good.
2: It is good when the names that you like are the names that nobody else is picking. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's only half good. You know what the problem with that is? We know that ownership
0: is a power ranking. So maybe <laughs> maybe you have picked bad names. That is that is what is. So I used to be excited about this, but now I've got I've got a little hesitation because I'm wondering, who, what do they know that I don't? Because what we've known is, as soon as the ownership comes out, those names, usually the top 20 of them, 15 or 16, maybe even all of them, are going to end up performing well. So you got to find the two or three names. And I'm going to go, uh, no thanks to Nick Taylor. He's burnt his candle. I'll take a little stab at Putnam, I suppose. Not into Todd or Rye, uh, I guess Aaron Rye is okay. But I'm not into Spawn either. He's the – look at those names. Uh, man, okay. Spawn well, has
2: been playing way too good for way too long. He is yes. due for like a bunch of DFLs in a row, I think.
0: Okay. So uh, ownership projections found on our Discord channel. The link is in the description of the YouTube video that you may be watching right now. So you can go and get access to that. And we'll be there all next week doing the same stuff for the Masters. And I know that's more important than the Valero Texas Open. But I'd skipped the 10K range for my lineups, including my cash and my GPP and my league-winning lineup. I'm going to start with our guy at 9,900. Taylor Mountgomery, Mount Mounty. <laughs> How could you not go with Mount Montgomery? People on Twitter, wait, wait, I are, thought, I thought putting is. doesn't matter on this course. Why are you picking a putter? Oh, oh, shoot. I forgot to talk about the criteria for clicking this week. The criteria <laughs> for clicking. <laughs> I heard that putting is the least important thing here. And this course wow. actually you don't need a putt at all. Mm. Somehow being a bad putter is okay. I am not positive if that's due to the size of the greens or the fact that they're all flat and slow. I think that's
2: those. You would know be why the that reason. is because Corey Connors loses like 500 strokes putting per round. And he won this one time. So he just, <laughs> he just skews the
0: stats to, to say that you don't have to putt. <laughs> I guess. Um, some people have thought or have considered what kind of grass this course has. Um, but I've read that the Bermuda grass has been awoken. Oh, <laughs> so maybe there's some underlining Bermuda involved in the course more than it has the past played that way. But I don't know if that matters. Are you guys Bermuda guys or grass guys? No, I, no, I, I I
1: used to care. I don't care anymore.
0: Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't really know what the other criteria's are for clicking this week. I think we've kind of we. We've, re- we've actually – the ownership projections, the fact that there aren't a power rankings this week, it proves that nothing is going to matter this week, and it's going to be crazy, and it's the week before the major, and we're into the season. I would just go with recent form, honestly, if I was going to do anything. So yeah. I'm going to do Montgomery at, t- at 9-9. I'm going to skip the 10K range, and I feel like that 9-9 is probably the first free square on the board. Whoa. Wow. I know. I think there's a few free squares this week. You want to hear the other ones? Yeah. I am all about $8,700 Ben Griffin. Yeah. Ooh, I looked at him. I Why not? Ben Griffin's playing great golf, 13 to 15 cuts on this website I'm looking at. And then, not only that, $8,700, it feels a little bit of a low price for the guy that's played consistently. He was around last week at the match play, too. He's kind of put himself in the conversation as another name to consider and think about. So I like Ben Griffin. He could be he's the free like uh, He's like this year's Mav McNeely.
2: He just kind of like gets 20, 20th place every week, and then kind of like every other week it'll get like 15th, and then the week after that it'll get like 35th, and then will just get a bunch of 20ths
0: again. I think he has the confidence in his game at this point in time that $8,700 is a free square. It's front. It's a nice price. Yeah, another yeah. free square in the AK range is this Thomas Dietry guy. Have you heard of Dietry? Yeah, I played him last week. Dietrich is eighty four hundred, and I was predicting him. What well, I predicted him in like the nine k range. So Should on be. my Sunday night predict the pricing tweet, I Thomas Dietrich is like great. Okay, so he can't get over the hump and win. Okay, it's eighty four hundred dollars. So I'm liking it. Um, We talked in the 7K range about Andrew Putnam coming off of the great match play performance from last week. I think that right underneath him at $7,700, Taylor Pendriths could be a free square. God, Why? No, it's just funny, the free squares. No. (laughs) I mean, uh, Taylor Pendrith could be somebody a year from now we consider as good as Corey Connors. If not, he's now past Corey Connors for the best. Do it. Think about Pendrith. Think about $7,600 Alex Smalley. Oh. There's the freest square of the board. Easily. Alex Smalley. I guess he's missed missed four cuts this season. That surprises me because every time I watch him or I am following him, I'm very confident that he's got it together. And if you can get Alex Smalley as a pivot off of Nick Taylor there that's looking like a chalk click, I'm okay with Alex Smalley. Somebody that you might not know necessarily about. So I, for whatever reason, I feel like he's a free square. And then at $7,200, you could go with that. Uh, Will Gordon guy. Sure. 72 for free square Gordon. Tyler Duncan. He's somebody that's probably underpriced for his, he's had like a couple really good tournaments and he's kind of putting it together a little bit lately. So that's, I, re- I heard about him as maybe potential free square, and then of course EVR at seventy two hundred dollars is a free square. Always a free square in in this podcast. Always. <laughs> uh, ben Martin seventy one hundred dollars. That is, that his candle has burnt and the wax is burning and melting. But I'm not positive. Could this be the last week for him? I don't know, but seventy one feels fair. I like Ben Martin this week. And then Bakshia, Bakhtya Akshay. It's seven thousand. Why is he seven thousand dollars? Is that a that's a terrible price, right?
2: the The internet was certain that he literally won a golf tournament last week. He's the and two weeks ago, same thing. I think mm-hmm. just everybody's in love with this dude, and he why why is he seven thousand? You want to know why, Chad? Because he's not as good as everybody else. Yeah, exactly. I was
0: going to say, uh, <laughs> just because he has good iron play and performs well once out of one round,
1: rounds. You got to put God. all four
0: rounds together. Is he in your model, though? At the top of... No, he, you know where he is in
2: the model? You we, you want to start at the bottom and work our way up? We'll find actually really quick. <laughs> sure. Uh,
0: Josh Bennett is on Twitter at Jish Swish. He produces yeah. the top 25 names of his model that he runs. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the details of how he calculates these numbers are in the, the t- pinned tweet. Is that what you say? Pinned tweet, yeah. But Tyrell Hatton, hand and all, he's at the number one spot. Our guy, Taylor Montgomery, number two. You got Ricky Fowler third. Harry Hall, your model, loves Mr. Hall. Mm-hmm. Coochman, Corey Connors, Buckley, Schmid, BG, Ben Griffin, and Matsuyama Cone. Who's Cone? Never heard of her. No <laughs> how, did he, how did he get in your model i, don't I have no idea but i'm intrigued. and then i was shocked to see warinski's in there he sucks and he's fifth, 16th i guess your model is
2: is bad It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well the the names in the tournament are also
0: bad oh so. that's true yeah <laughs> that's, that doesn't help your model does it? <laughs> when do we when do we get to see the masters model uh, when the pricing comes out okay Let's go back and look and see. What did I do? What did I pair? And who did we? Pa- no, you guys go first. Who did you pair with Fowler? Quagnes, you start first. You have Fowler as your first click in. He's $10,200. Did you go 9K, 8K, 776? 7, 7, 10K, 9K, 8K,
1: 777. 7, 7. So then I went. Oh.
0: Oh,
1: Captain no. named Kirk at ninety three. Oh, no. Oh, my God. We have the same lineup. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay.
0: Next.
2: 8, 8K range. Uh, Matt Wallace, I'm chasing. Oh, okay. Him. Yeah, yeah. Matt Wallace off a win. Really good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done any drinking yesterday.
1: I saw something about he, how he was at the Pro Am getting interviewed, trying to get back to back wins. And I was, oh, like, I didn't see that. Shoot. That's good enough for me. Okay. He's playing. Uh, good. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And then I went to Chalk Nick Taylor at 7,600.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: And then I'm going to continue to, do, to use Langmerth and our free square Ben Martin, who has got one more week left in him before he takes his break. He's definitely not playing in the Masters unless he wins.
0: Oh, oh, they're both 71. Okay. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, you know what's funny is I actually projected Langmerth higher on my ownership projections my first run. And I, and I was like, why aren't these other websites projecting Langmerth higher? So he's low owned. Actually, he's weird. shit golfer. That's why. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, Quagmire, you're pretty much. So, who did you take? Uh, Kirk. Kirk is very popular. That's not good for you. Fowler's prop probably. Fowler's right? the third most owned. Kirk's uh the fifth most owned. Hmm. Wallace is the sixteenth most owned. I guess yeah. you're not eating that bad of chalk. Okay, never mind. Well, all right. Good luck to you. Now uh, you. we're. I wanted to say we're going to get to a point here. Now, it sounds like you two have started the same with your Fowler-Kirk start. We did, yeah. Uh, we may get to a point because we're in this league together and we're up at the top of the standings together that we may end up having to trick each other into thinking thoughts that we're going to click certain ways right? in order to, like, I'm gonna. I'm going to be you.
2: completely honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not tricking. I'll just hand you my lineup the day before.
0: The drama. The drama. It's fun. <laughs> you, guys, you guys can trick each other, and I'll just be the one that's like, I don't care. Here you go. Well, actually, what's what's true is I hadn't changed my lineups that I've given on the pod, and I put them into my, you know, cash or GPPs or whatever. Like I had never changed them until last week. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. I had Colin Morikawa in, and I ended up taking him out. I don't know. Whatever. So I, you know, so we say things. Oh, wait a yeah. second.
2: Hold on. Before I, This guy just mentioned this. Huh? See, see, hoff, Charlie Hoffman is to San Antonio as D Hoff is to the beach. Is it, Ooh. is this the tournament where, uh, it's, they call it the Charlie Hoffman Open? Is this that tournament? Yeah. You obviously didn't listen
0: to, uh, Brian Kirschner's show. I didn't. He had, didn't. uh, he had Barroff on with the Charlie Hoffman Open t shirt.
2: Oh, he was wearing the
0: shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then. Funny jish how do you feel about this uh you got to get a little different here because this looks like a chalky start
2: i don't have to i don't have to do anything
0: oh well but if you want to win a gpp you can't be this chalky
2: (laughs) so drinking oh don't worry it gets worse oh it does yeah okay i I got a free square in here though for the next pick ben griffin or yeah 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 ben griffin free square guy okay okay I really well, uh, I really wanted to play D-Tree, too, but it just didn't really work with how I wanted to build. So you're going to play
0: EVR. Honorable mention. Yep, yep, yep. Got to play EVR. That you 7,300 for your last two slots because we're filling a six-man lineup. Yeah, yeah. You guys are going to help me with my sixth pick,
2: actually. How about that? Well, it's, okay. we're going to introduce a new segment. I have a guy in my lineup that I'm very scared about playing, so you guys are going to change my lineup for me. Okay, so the next guy is Harry Hall. He's number five or six in the. Is it, is it really? I already clicked him. What? I already clicked him in. I knew. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he's like five or six in the model, whatever he is. Well, why so. wouldn't
0: you go with the free square Smalley?
2: Okay, <laughs> so so the model really likes uh, Buckley. Oh. So I put I put Buckley in there, but hmm. let me read you his last five or six events. They're garbage, That's right? right? 76,
1: 96,
0: 122, 102, 29, 87. Ooh, yeah. Not good. The model is That's not, not caught not up it. It's not good Recent form. What about so, Kazire? Do you have desire for Kazire in uh, Texas? <laughs> is he a Texas guy? I don't know. The po- the pods all said that they always clicked him in Texas, and it po- and it worked. You uh,
2: So you said Smalley's a free square, so maybe I'll just play Smalley.
0: Or our guy Sam Stevens. Do you know how old Sam Stevens looks?
2: Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean he's like fourteen.
1: Yeah. Hey, guy, like, hey guys. Uh, hey. You're, you're, this guy Smalley, and you yeah. said you need bad putters. This guy's yeah. a really bad putter.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm in. P- plug yeah. in for Smalley.
0: Okay, so you got Smalls. Cool.
2: All right, there Great you go. Great lineup. Lock right, it in. Want, you guys want my. i have a a question before we move on that uh our friend tony asked early in the show and i waited for when i built my lineup okay said will Jish be purchasing my monday morning coffee (laughs) we play we play a head-to-head every week and i basically play the lineup i put on the show in in that head-to-head versus him and we play for a dollar and apparently you can use a dollar and buy a coffee in canada So he wants to know if my line, if my lineup is good enough to beat him or if I'll be buying him a coffee again. What do you think?
0: Uh, you will lose to Tony again cuz Tony's <laughs> actually good at cash.
2: He is, he's very smart. Because Tony
0: right. considers the wind in this uh into his strategy? Have you thought about the wind oh. in, the, in the forecast?
2: I did think about the wind cuz somebody asked me about it and I thought just long enough to remember that I don't care. <laughs>
1: Where are
0: we <laughs> San Antonio? Yeah,
1: I think, yeah, San Antonio. I mean,
0: uh, I'm told that it's going to be so bad that they're going to delay things and that the cut won't be until Saturday. Wow. Real?
2: Is that, so, are look, you saying that for real or are you just joking? Yes. I heard
0: that literally today from two wow. people that are very well known and popular. Okay. So good luck out there. I don't think it's going to matter, but they're doing AM and PM stacks but they're not sure which one is going to be better. So that's just like, good the Get out of here. Okay. So my, what did I do? So I have a two lineups this week. One, I have a cash lineup and one, I have my league lineup. And then I have a third lineup for my GPVs. So I'm just everywhere. So for my league, I'm starting with Montgomery. Uh, I'm going to pepper my free squares in the AK range and the, uh, BG with Thomas D I did notice that there are it's D not Detry. Yes. Keep that in mind. Um, oh, and it's definitely we're really
2: concerned it, with how to say people's
0: names. Mount Well, no, I just thought it's funny because <laughs> well, not only are we calling people the wrong name on purpose, but uh, they will change. The touts will change how they say D name as the show goes on. So it's like they're, they're like covering themselves, they call it detri for a few times, and the next time it's detri, it made me laugh. Uh,
2: our guy, Sweet Spot, who who has checked in, has oh. yo yo yo. He, hey. uh, that's one of his biggest pet peeves of touts is not knowing how to pronounce their names.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's pretty easy to find out if you watch golf that it's not detri. Do you think do you
2: think that's why he doesn't come on the show anymore? Because we don't pronounce Montgomery. No, either, no, right? no. He
0: he was giving us credit last night on his show <laughs> about Montgomery. <laughs> he he knows that it's an inside joke and it's fun because mm-hmm. what's really true is that we want inside dro- jokes and we want to have these like hashtag mega profits that are annoying to this fuckers that don't like us or that, <laughs> that want to hate on us. And, but then they're like endearing to the 15 people that watch it every week. So we want to like be able to go back on Twitter and do something like that. And then all of the annoyed haters, they get even more annoyed and hate us because they're like, gosh, I don't know the inside joke or, I didn't realize he was kidding and I thought I hated him. And so like we want that little niche community because we used to, we used to want everybody to know everything and not to embarrass ourselves and be friends with all the people on the Twitter. And it's like, no, I don't have energy for that anymore. (laughs) Uh, And the, the there's only so many people in the community we've exhausted everybody. So whatever, you're here now. Thank you for watching. And I'm going to go, Peppering the AK range again with Adam Shank. So I've got 9888. Eight, eight, eight. How do you like that sweet spot? And then <laughs> I'm going Smalley, because of course, and that drops me down to 7,200, and that gives me Will Gordon. <laughs> Boom. How do you not make this lineup? Okay. Okay, here's how you don't is you decide that I don't want Shank and Montgomery, and I'm going to switch it because I'm going to go to. Uh Davis Riley and then I'm going to go up to Bez so I almost did this one because my guy is Bez I like Riley and this is the same four idiots so I've got two lineups a little bit which one would you rather have would you rather have Montgomery what did I play and Shank or would you rather have Riley and Bez it's
2: a good mm-hmm. GPP I I would go Montgomery and the other dude. And Shank. 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 How is Shank that just fell over yet? You know?
0: Well, he took the week off last week and celebrated his second place. He he was invited to Punta Cana and he decided not to go. So that gives me like, like, oh, well, (laughs) he had a little rest. So I'm back on Shank. Why not? $8,200? I think that's fair. So for my cash game core, what did I do? I did start. Oh my gosh, check this out for the peppering of the AK range. I skipped everybody and I went to Ben Griffin to start. Because oh it's eighty seven hundred dollars to start your cash game lineup. Are you kidding me? Who does that? That's stupid. Oh somebody that's eight and three in cash this season. So, <laughs> so uh Ben Griffin, Bez, Dietrich, Cam Davis, Shank, and oh wait, no, that's not what I did. Putnam. Putnam. Did I do that?
2: No, No, no. I did. Do I need to pull up your own notes?
0: No, I, I did do. I did do Smalley. Oh, but I should probably do Putnam.
1: Yeah, you probably should. Probably Putnam.
0: No, no, yeah, because then I don't have to hedge myself. I don't have to like really go down on this Alex Smalley ship because. As we know, it's impossible to predict golf. So having thoughts, you have to be concerned. Like, are you sure you're having – why are you having those thoughts? (laughs) What are you doing? So I probably will use Putnam, actually. So there you go. How do we feel about this? I'm bored already. Oh, you're bored? Um, What about Live Golf? Should we be paying attention to Live Golf? this weekend because they're going to be in the masters, some of these names. And at the top of the net, uh, the live golf board this week is cam Smith at 11, eight.
2: I think that, I think that the viewership of this show of this, um, of this event is going to be pretty high this weekend. Yeah. I I think there are going to be a lot of gambler people that are like, holy shit, Joaquin Neiman's uh, number. He like 90 to one or something for the masters. Like, oh shit, like if I go watch him play golf, he's good. I'm hammering that number. I think I think there's be a lot of people that have said live is stupid, I'll never watch a single shot of it. Are I think a lot of those people are gonna be watching it this weekend just to see just to get a feel for like what people are looking like going into the masters because there's like how many live dudes are in the masters? Like there's more than ten, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know. Or is uh, there seven? <laughs> is there seven? Or is there? No, I don't know. Well, okay. Cam
0: with DJ Neiman. That's three. You got Mito. Isn't he in there?
2: Yeah. C- or answer
0: five. Sergio past winner six. Gooch seven. Uh, no. Reed past winner. Reed eight. Brooks. Brooks nine. Hazen's yeah, usually in the Masters. Yeah, but is he this year?
1: I have no clue.
0: I think there's a bunch. Bryce is Bryce playing in, in it. That's nine bubba. Yeah, there'll be Charles. Yeah, so there's more than 10 then. Phil, yeah, yeah there's plenty. Phil's Ooh, gonna show cool his next week on the same exact pod. We'll probably go live and we're not gonna tell you anything you haven't already heard. Hopefully, like we're gonna just give you our lineups and review the free squares and whether or not they're good clicks. And then that'll be live or that'll 17
2: be 19 uh, of them. Lee seventeen.
0: That's the number I remember seeing too. Now oh, cool, that. okay, good that we got some participation from the audience. Thank you, love that. Um, I have an announcement to make. Oh, not only are we giving away t-shirts, so make sure to retweet, like, subscribe, send me a DM saying you want one. That's probably going to be there. Nobody wants a t-shirt, so I'll probably end up. I do giving it to only the people that want it, but at the End of the summer, we're gonna play a golf event together, and you're invited if you're watching this. It's called DFS Open North. Should we call it that? Yeah, we <laughs> stole the name, and we're gonna do like nothing close to what the actual DFS Open South did other than uh, play golf. <laughs> so, yeah. I've uh, right. I've secured tea times on Saturday, Saturday, July 29th in the morning, I believe it's the 29th. And then we're going to play 18 holes at this Brookview Golf Club at uh, Golden Valley. And we'll take a nice trip up 169 or Highway 100. We'll go north to the 3M Open following the, the 18 holes. So if you want to do that, you can meet us. Uh, we can hang out, play some golf together. We can actually see if Josh has the long drive that he claims he has. Mm. IRL. So you can come hang out with us. <laughs> and... Joe and everybody, uh, Joe, I who started the DFS Open, we're obviously going to start this little circuit where each little region of the country. We got the DFS Open South. Maybe you play it in Georgia with the Tour Junkie Boys. You got some Canadian people up there, and you go in DFS Open Far North. You got the East Coast, the West Coast. You got it all, and then the champions from each of these they'll meet in like Vegas, and they'll play in this massive tournament.
2: Yeah, a <laughs> that's a great idea.
0: Okay, so there's only 20 tea times. I could probably get more, but I had reserved 20 total. And if you're interested in that, stay tuned for some more announcements on it. Or you can hit me up and say I'm, I'm definitely in. But we're 48 minutes into this, and so you might be like over that for now. So just, again, we're going to have some fun. We're going to make some t-shirts. We're going to give those away. We're going to have the Masters next week. We're all going to wear them it's going to be cute. And then we're going to play some golf later together in the summer before going to a tournament together. We're going to, like, find Jay at 3M Open, and we're going to follow him.
2: Sound good? I would, I would like to, uh, speaking of playing golf, I would like to uh, tilt Quagnus for a second. Okay. Because it's 23, 23. our friend Andrew uh, wants to know when everybody's first round of, the, of golf will be this year. And I'd like to get Quagnus's answer first.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> no for real though like super optimistically i'm, I'm july mid-may okay <laughs> well you need like those three days of 50 degrees right and that just melts like crazy let see the problem is that there's this this river it's called red river of the north it flows north up to canada and what it, and it yeah it does the red river in in fargo goes up through grand Forest all the way up into canada and if if all the snow, if we get like three fifty degree days and all the snow that we've accumulated melts,
0: oh, then, shit, your then
1: shit floods and fucks up all the golf courses. <laughs> and then there's no golf, even if it's nice out, because the courses need to recover for, you know, weeks. <laughs>
0: it's a shit Gosh, show. When are we gonna play? Maybe this weekend. I know. God damn you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Next week there's a fifth. Oh, actually, Sunday's a fifty degree day. So next week we're playing for sure.
2: Shit. I I will I I believe I'm going to be playing this coming
0: Monday for sure, no matter what. Wow, that'll be fun. Okay, um, you can follow Josh at Jish Swish. He's uh, Quagness. You can follow him if you want to. He doesn't really tweet. <laughs> he had a he had a great tweet today. You tweeted. Oh, yeah, he actually today. tweeted uh, weirdly. Um, and then you can be back with us next week. We're going to do the same thing. So again, you are going to be um, peer pressured into making masters bets. On outrights, don't do it. Don't bother. And if you're gonna do it, you just wait till the final minutes, wait till Wednesday. Actually, wait till our program you watch that Wednesday afternoon and then you go and make your lineups because a lot of these people are gonna make decisions. Granted, Quagness, we know how the masters is. Recent form, course history, it's all that matters. Ownership's out the window. Tiger Woods. And there's there's two factors Three. recent form, course history, and if you tiger woods. woods. There's three factors. So all in on Tiger. I'm guessing he's 7,900. We're going to go live Wednesday. Be back then. It's going to be exciting. We love the Masters. We love Tiger. Augusta. Thanks for watching this. Play the music. Let's get out of here. Peace out.
1: We didn't even talk about how we